0: Welcome to Successful Parenting, where we, Jackie Rue and Robin Choquette, share practical skills for families to build resilience and healthy connections. As practicing professionals and parents ourselves, we hope this podcast is a resource for parents to grow, reflect, and learn more about themselves and their children. Our approach is simple, tangible, and most importantly, we lead with compassion for the integrity of the families we serve. This podcast should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for informational purposes only. We love our work and we can't wait to watch families gain confidence and open themselves up to new ways of successful parenting. Good morning Jackie. Good morning Robin. How you doing? Good. It's a good day. You know, yesterday and I know you get these I swear it's got to be once a month where a parent is frantically calling me about the cell phone.
1: Yes, concerned that they're on the phone too much or concerned what they're what they're doing on the phone or
0: Yes all of the above. It's always what can we do? How can we protect the kids? We don't know, we don't understand or the pictures have gone out. It's just an abundance of things that I think parents are so concerned about.
1: Yeah, we've had we've had a lot of different issues. There was a, a couple cases out here where um, you know, middle school, middle schools were reporting that there were high schoolers on Snapchat were selling drugs and pushing some stuff through that and parents were just appalled. They that we didn't think that that was even possible to sell drugs through Snapchat. We thought Snapchat was just so innocent. I think some of these, you know, platforms do seem really innocent, but I think, you know, there's a lot that goes on beyond there, right? You know, whether right. it's, you know, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, and I know TikTok's in the news a lot recently, but I've seen a lot of bullying through some of these platforms as well as, you know, relationships with, you know, they call it catfishing and, and things like that. So we've seen a lot of also inappropriate pictures. You know, I had some middle schoolers in trouble for pictures. They sent nude pictures. Uh, they were sixth graders and there was a huge case made out of that. And the parents and said, this is innocent. And it was actually um, classified as child pornography. And so yes, there's been a lot of cases that have come out and just keep hearing parents say, we just don't understand. We don't We don't know how to keep
0: our children safe. Right. It's an ongoing issue. Well, we today have an expert with us, uh, Detective Richard Wustaki. It's a retired detective. I love this quote on his website is, one of the greatest risks to our children are the devices that they carry with them every day. I love that. I met Rich years ago through the Exchange Club of Naperville and the work he does is just absolutely amazing. Let me go through all of this. And Jackie, you may want to take a couple sips of your coffee or something this morning, because we've got a lot to talk about with Detective Wistaki. He's a child crime expert and has uh, dedicated his career to helping children by pursuing, apprehending, and prosecuting child predators. As an active cyber crimes detective, he educates law enforcement using Using cutting-edge investigative techniques and parents and students own responsible digital activity. He is a 30-year decorated member of law enforcement, 23-year SWAT team member. He authored the State of Illinois Sexting Law, authored the State of Illinois Sexual Exploitation of a Child Law. He's a member of the U.S. Secret Service Chicago Electronic Crimes Task Force. He's a member of the Illinois Attorney General's Internet Crime Against Children's Task Force, high technology crime detective of Naperville, Illinois. He formed the Will County, Illinois Attorney's High Technology Crimes Unit that made over 90 sexual predator arrests in its first three and a half years. He created the Juvenile Justice Online, a first of its kind diversion program, redefining the future of positive juvenile reform. He has been featured on NBC, CBS, ABC. The New York Times, Times Magazine, Newsweek, The Wall Street Journal, TED Talk, and there's so much more. But we're going to end it there. Welcome, retired detective Stocky. (laughs) Hey,
2: and I'm just getting warmed up. (laughs) (laughs) So great to have you
1: here. We we're excited. We're excited for this conversation. You know, we haven't had we haven't had an expert
0: like you on. So this is going to be awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here with you guys.
0: Yeah. So tell us about your journey, you know, how you developed Be Sure Consulting and how you service communities, schools, families, because you do so much.
2: So um, I spent uh, four and a half years in patrol in Naperville. And then in 1995, I went into juvenile investigations where we were in charge of when juveniles committed crimes, we gave them diversions or station adjustments. When kids were victims, we advocated for them when they were sexually abused or physically abused. So in 19 1998, we had a situation where a guy came from Brentwood, Tennessee, drove up to Naperville, picked a 13-year-old up on the corner of her block in Naperville, took her to a hotel, raped her, thank God I didn't kill her, and let her go back home. And she told her parents. Parents came into the police department. We interviewed the parents and and the girl, and uh, he met her on this thing. I don't know if you ever heard of it, called uh, America Online. Uh, so yes. so I teach about 4,000 police officers a year, right? And when the young police officers, I'll say, have any of you heard of America Online? They just shake their head, no. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm retired. Uh, so <laughs> so we didn't know what AOL had. We didn't know what information. We didn't know what an IP was. We didn't know what geolocation was, right? It was very new. Yeah. So we started asking questions to AOL. We didn't know what we were going to do with this case, so Mike Sullivan, who was my partner for a very long time, he said, you know what? Mike just came out of the, the DEA task force, and he's like, let's do what we do at Undercover Drugs. Let's take over her identity and see what happens. So that's what we did. And so this person engaged us in conversation. Six months later, he came in and tried to do it again. And this wow. time he met us. That was the start of our Internet Crimes Unit. We started doing cases in other jurisdictions. We started meeting with people like AOL, Yahoo, Comcast, uh, AT&T to see what information was there. Well, then in 2000, the Department of Justice created a program called the ICAC, stands for Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. Currently today, there are 61 ICACs throughout the United States, and there are 5,000 people like myself who do this type of work. So I'm kind of out of the investigations. But what I do now is I recruit new officers to show them what they can do with the ICAC. And so they can join the ICAC. And because the amount of training that we have is so powerful. So as we're doing this internet crime thing, I would handle the juvenile side. Mike Sullivan would have the undercover and Juliet Fabry would have the undercover personas. But I would do account takeovers because I could sidestep entrapment. So when people claim that, oh, I said this and I said that, they're already making a real kid a victim. So Mm -hmm. I take that victim's account and I become them. So that's how I did my business. And so we were getting so many kids. I'll never forget this. Like In the mid-2000s, the Tribune uh, had a headline, Why Are There So Many Predators in Naperville? I don't know (laughs) if you remember that, Robin. Well, the answer to that question is, we're the only ones who are looking, (laughs) right? Right. So if you're not looking for it, you're not going to have it. I decided that I wanted to catch more predators. So I thought, if I train kids in our school system in Naperville, what predators do and say to show them that they're predators, and if I show parents how to watch their kids, I'll get more reports of predators. That was my thought process. And it's logical to you guys too, right? Yes. Right. yes when, you, sure. when you arm parents and kids on what to look for, they're going to find it. Yes. Well, what happened, guys, the opposite happened. When I train students and parents on what predators did, I had less victimization because I showed them how to avoid it. So every year when I taught in our schools, we cut our child exploitation in half every year. So wow. that was success, right? Yeah, right. So then what started to happen was principals and teachers started to tell their partners in other school districts what Naperville PD was doing. And then they wanted me to go to their district. Well, Naperville City Naperville is not going to pay me to go to another district, right?
1: Right.
2: So I said, you know what? I'm going to start a consulting company and I'm going to call it Be Sure because that is what I said every day to parents. I don't care what your kid told you. You have to be sure yourself. You have to be sure of this. You have to be sure of that. You have to check because that's your job. Mm-hmm. So I named it Bisher Consulting. So locally, I was just going around teaching here, teaching there, and um, it was fun. You know, I really enjoyed it. And then what had happened was the Will County State's attorney, Jim Glasgow, had asked me to create a high technology crimes unit back in 2012. So I talked to my bosses and they said, yeah, go do it. It'll be fun. So I worked in Will County three days a week, four days a week from eight to noon. And then I worked in Naperville from one to nine. In my career, the last 28 years, I wanted to do 30 years, but it, it got cut short. Well, I've arrested over 300 predators. Wow. And I became really good at what they did and how they did it. Child pornography, predators, and things like that. And so as we were going through teaching, and I started to get bigger and bigger, I was asked in 2018 to do a TED Talk, a TEDx, by my very good friend, Arthur Zards, who controls the Naperville arm of TEDx. Yes. And so Arthur saw me presenting at his kid's school, and he says, have you ever thought about doing a TED Talk? And I'm like, no, are you kidding me? And he said, yeah, let's go. And I was like, all right. And I was a wreck because I can just, I I have ADD and I don't take medication. So (laughs) to stay on a red dot for 12 minutes to get my point across was very difficult for me. So after rehearsal, after rehearsal, after rehearsal, then he takes my PowerPoint away. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, let's do this. I'll just wing it. And so after it went viral, I was getting calls all over the country. Wow. And I was never at work anymore. So <laughs> my boss has brought me in the office. You know, what are those three words your boss says to you that sends silver down your spine? You know what that is? Those three words, shut the door. <laughs> so I had a shut the door conversation and uh, they like, look, you either need to do your thing or do my thing. He goes, we called the pension guy in and I said, you guys setting me up? And, uh, and the pension guy comes in, Don Bish, and he's like, well, this is what you make when you're retired and this is what you make when you stay. I said, why is that amount more when I leave? And he's like, because you did your time already. I said, I'm out of here. Uh-huh. So um, <laughs> so uh, ever since then, it, it's just been fantastic. I train about 300,000 students a year. Wow. I did my 50th school yesterday in a place called Martinsville in Southern Illinois, Eastern Illinois. And um, I am up to right now, as of yesterday, 30 victims that have come forward to me after my presentation for the school year. Wow. So my job is to empower children, our students, that no one has the right to make them feel bad about themselves online. And no one has the right to make them do something they know they shouldn't be doing. If you're listening to me here for this hour and I'm hitting a nerve and you're sitting there suffering in silence because you can't tell anybody what's happening to you, you need to come see me. When you come see me, I can make your pain stop. Because when it comes to social networking and gaming online, no one online is anonymous. There's no one I can't find. So they need to know that. And that's that's how we've been so successful.
1: Well, and that's, you know, a lot of parents are listening today and family members. And one thing that they often ask us, which I'm sure you can answer, what should parents know and how should they keep their children safe? Like what should they know and how should they protect things at home?
2: There's three things that they need to be aware of. And this is how I start out my every presentation. So I, I start off by acting like a cocky cop
1: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) with an attitude, right? I said, uh, you know, before we start, I may, I have to say something to all of you and um, you may not like what I am about to say, but somebody's got to tell it to you, to your faces. And I don't have a chief anymore, so I don't care what I say. So I'm just going to say it. If you want to leave, I get it. If you can't handle the truth, that's up to you. Um, But here we go. All of you parents here tonight are responsible for your children. There, I said it. And then we start laughing. You see, you're not only responsible for their food, clothing, shelter, and education, you are also responsible for their technology. I don't care if Nana, Nonu, Tia, T.U., Grandma, Grandpa bought them that new iPhone 14 for their birthday. By our state law, they don't own it. Your kids own nothing until they're 18. I don't care if they cut grass all summer, babysat all winter, and they bought it with their own money. They don't own it. You, as a parent, are responsible for them and allow them to have it or not. Number two, there is no such thing as privacy for children. I shoot in there, can I get an amen? And they're like, amen, brother, you speak the piece. (laughs) So, yeah, and it's true. It's a proven medical fact that the frontal cortex of their decision-making brain is not mature enough To handle what goes on on social media. Right. So, and what kids do nowadays, let me me set this up for you. And this is why kids get in trouble. Okay. This is the third thing and the main reasons why kids get in trouble when they meet predators and do inappropriate things online. And when we have parent presentations, guys, only 1% of the student population's parents will come to the presentation. 1%. You know what that is? They suffer from a deadly disease. I don't know if you read it in the, whatever they call it, DCN 40, what do they call it? Um, The medical books. Oh, DSM. DSM. I don't know if you ever read this in the DSM. It's called the NMK syndrome. This is what's going to harm your kids when you suffer from this disease called the NMK syndrome, not my kid. When parents suffer from the NMK syndrome, they think they don't have to go to this presentation. Because my kid would never do that. It's not that we have bad kids. It is that there are outside influences that will make kids, your kids, do things you would never, ever, ever imagine they would do. And here's the culmination. When I teach fourth and fifth graders, guys, how old are they? Do you remember?
1: Yeah, uh, eight, nine. Yeah. You know.
2: Eight, nine, ten years old, right? Sixth graders, maybe twelve years old, mm-hmm. eleven years old. Did you know you have to be thirteen? In order to have a TikTok, a Snapchat, or an Instagram? Yep. Yep. You gotta be thirteen. So when I go to schools in elementary and middle school, why do eighty percent of the kids raise their hand when I ask them who has a TikTok, who has an Instagram, who has a Snapchat? Eighty percent of them raise their hands. And then I ask them, okay, how many of you whined and whined and whined until your parents gave in and you got a Snapchat? A couple of them raise their hand. Then I ask them, how many of you just did it behind your parents' back? You didn't care what they say. (laughs) 75% of them raise their hand. Now, let's face it, ladies. Our kids are not the best mathematicians in the world, right? (laughs) Probably because of core math, but I digress. Um, (laughs) But anyways, so they're like, you know what? I'm just going to get a TikTok. I don't care. Oh, wait. I got to make my profile. Wait a minute. I'm not 13. Let's see. I was born in 2012. Do I go up with my date of birth or do I go down my date of birth? <laughs> oh, heck with it. I'm just going to put in 2000. That'll get me in. <laughs> and so I ask because they don't want to figure out the math. So I asked them, how many of you put in 2000? 75% raise their hands. How old are they today, ladies? 14. Try again. 12. 23.
1: Oh, 23. 23. 23. If oh, they were by those. Well, they, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes.
2: So if I have a bunch of 9, 10, 11 year olds, that are posing as 23-year-olds because they didn't want to figure out the math, who's going to come talk to them? Adults.
0: Right. Because yes, they're 23. Right. right.
2: Who's going to send them naked pictures? Adults, Adults. Because your nine-year-old is now 23. That's why they get in trouble. And the biggest culmination of the common denominator of why kids get victimized, when you allow your child to charge their devices in their rooms at night, that's when they get violated. Because you're sleeping. They shut the door so you can't hear them. There's no need to talk. It's typing, reading, and performing. And that's when our kids get victimized because they feel so safe in their rooms, they get sextorted.
0: Yeah. One of the things parents, I think, get really overwhelmed with all the different platforms and all the different apps and you know, they don't understand them. You know, what are the risks that individuals face when using Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, all of those?
2: Well, predators go where the kids are. One internet predator can have up to 250 victims in their lifetime. 250 kids can be the victims if they're not caught.
0: That's the average for like Average. Wow.
2: And there's two reasons why that happens. The first reason is the NMK syndrome. And Parents don't think their kids would do anything wrong. And so they can victimize a lot of kids without parents knowing. Because when parents have a technology talk, ladies, with their kids, this is what it looks like. If you do anything wrong on their phone, if you cyberbully anybody, you take bad pictures, you take bad videos, you're going to be grounded. I'm taking your phone away. You're not going to see the light of day, and the door's going to come out the hinges of your bedroom. If you have blah. So I ask kids, how many of your parents talk to you like that? 65% raise their hand. Then I ask them this. Are you going to go to your parents if you make a mistake and talk to someone you're not supposed to? They said, absolutely not. They're going to handle it with all that experience they have, right? (laughs) Yeah. Which is nothing.
0: (laughs) And their knucklehead friend.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So what's the answer to have a meaningful conversation with your kid? Technology talk, right? So I talk about something called the golden ticket rule. You're going to go back to your kids and you're going to say, look, I heard this guy talking at the school the other day. I had no idea what was going on with your gaming platforms and social media. I had no idea how predators will slowly try to get to you. Look, I know mom and dad were pointing at you and threatening you. I want you to throw all that out the window and I'm going to give you the golden ticket. If someone makes you feel bad about yourself or you get tricked into doing something that you shouldn't be doing, you need to come to us. If you come to us, we're going to give you this golden ticket pass and there will be no consequences at all because we are responsible for you. And your kid's going to look at you sideways like, are you serious right now? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, I'm serious right now. The second thing that I teach parents, I'm part of something called the Bark team. Bark.us. Bark is the leading monitoring software for devices. And... As part of the BARC team, the BARC team consists of law enforcement, prosecutors, clergy, psychiatrists, psychologists, ER docs. We are all part of the BARC team. And last year, we came out with a documentary. This documentary, it's on YouTube. It's free. It's an hour and a half movie. And it is about what elementary, junior high, and high school students are doing behind their parents' backs. And so what we do is you hear a perspective from all the kids that we've interviewed and the perspective from the professionals in the field on how to keep kids safe. So what I do is I encourage parents to watch Childhood 2.0 on YouTube. It's free, and I want you to watch it without your kids. If you think your kids can handle the content, then go ahead And after you watch it, sit with them and be able to pause it and ask them questions. Now, when you pause it and ask questions, you cannot be like, you're not doing this, are you? What do you think you're going to get? No, mom, absolutely not. But if you leave an open question, pause tell me what you know about this. And they're going to rat on everybody they hang out with. So it's really important content of the conversation and doing Childhood 2.0 is a fantastic way to have that technology talk with your kids. Okay, And then the biggest thing is, monitoring we need to monitor
1: well and that brings us to our next question how do you you do you advise like reading the text how do you advise parents to monitor computers laptops cell phones all of the above and how should they how should they approach these conversations with their children about the monitoring
2: so many parents ask me how can i do it without them knowing and i'm like that is the worst mistake you can ever make because you will never, the, the intel that you're going to get, you can never keep it together. And they will figure out the only way you knew is that there's somehow you read their texts. You can't do that because you will break the trust between your child and you. In the technology talk, you're going to do this. You're going to say, look, I'm giving you this phone. Now, Bark just came out with this fantastic phone called the Bark Phone. It's an Android phone with everything in it. And you can actually see inside their social networks. No other platform does this. So, I mean, there's the pinwheel, there's the Gab phone, but they can't get into the social media. And it doesn't really look like a regular phone. And that's the big key. So, look, I'm going to give you this. And and if any of your audience... Is thinking about getting your kid their kid a phone? Do not give them an iPhone. Do not. Apple does not allow real time monitoring of their devices. With Bark, you can still monitor, but you can't get in the social networks, and you have to fool the phone. It's not real time. So get your kid an Android. No lot of your lot of your listeners are like, "Oh shit, I just wanted to give them the <laughs> old phone." You know, uh, yeah. no, don't do that. Get them an Android or get them a Bark phone. So the conversation is like, look, I'm giving you this phone. It's my phone. I pay for it. Please understand that. Anytime I want this phone and look in it, it is my duty and responsibility to do that. I respect your privacy. I do. But if you give me a reason to check, if your grades are going from A's to C's, I'm checking. If you're playing terrible soccer and you don't want to go to practice after you've been a stud for all these years, I'm checking. If you sit in your room and don't talk to anybody, I'm checking. If you're a little jerk to your little brothers and sisters more than usual, I'm checking because that's my responsibility. And I know the answer to my feeling because God has given moms an incredible gift called maternal instinct. And when I teach my detectives, I tell them. Moms are never, ever wrong. They may seem a little bit crazy and over the top, but they are never wrong because God gave them this gift of the maternal instinct to protect their babies. Whether their babies are six months old or 40, that stuff will never go away. And they, I tell moms, investigate, investigate, because you are never wrong when you think your babies are in danger. So where are you going to find that information? It's going to be in the cell phone. It's going to be in the phone. You just got to look. So there is that conversation about monitoring that if something goes wrong, I have to be able to, to get into your device and, and know what's going on with you. And that's the conversation.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And I think, you know, parents are just so unsure. They just don't know where to turn and they get panicky.
2: Yeah. And the unfortunate thing is that their kids run the roost when it comes to technology. Yeah. Yeah. And we have to take that power back. I'll, I'll give you a scenario. I'll give you a, an incident that we had a few years ago. A few years ago, I was doing something in uh, a southern a southern city in, in Illinois, and I was teaching the parents on a Thursday night, and the chief and the sheriff took me out to dinner. And I looked over at the chief, and I said, chief, who handles your internet cases, like when a parent brings their kid and their kid's being exploited? Oh, I only have one and a half detectives, and I don't have the money to send them to training. We don't take those reports, so we'll just send them to the FBI, or we'll send them to the state police. And I'm like, wow. I said, that's too bad. I said, well, here's my card. If you ever need anything, let me know. I'll be more than happy to help your detectives. He said, thank you. Monday morning, 630, I'm heading out to go t- teach at the academy. And uh, I get a call from this detective. And he goes, are you Detective Wistaki?" And I said, yeah, how can I help you? He goes, well, my chief told me to give you a call because I'm way over my skis on this case that I just got Sunday, Saturday night, Sunday morning. I said, okay, what happened? He goes, well, I had two 12-year-olds on Snapchat. One of them thought it'd be a funny idea to talk to the other one into committing suicide. Oh, jeez. And she did it. She's dead. I said, oh my God, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm like, well, did you see the messages? And he said, no, that's why I'm calling you. He goes, how long they keep the messages? I said, 30 days. I said, uh, and you didn't see the messages? How come? He goes, I said, you have the devices? He goes, yeah, I have the devices. I said, and well, why can't you see the messages? He said, because the parents didn't know the code to get into the device. So I tell parents a story. And I say, parents and kids, if you are ever locked out of that device ever when you spot check, that's a consequence and I advise you to go to Amazon and buy a flip phone just to keep it on the counter because that's what they're going to get when they show that they're so irresponsible.
0: Yep. That's the one thing I always say. Know the pass codes, yeah. Know the passcodes.
2: If you're ever locked out, that's a consequence. That yeah. device is going to go for a swim.
0: Yeah. Such a scary, scary thing the families.
2: Yeah. I know we could talk for hours about this.
0: I know we could go on and on and we so much appreciate your time. We will be putting you know the information into the description so parents can look at that, reach out to you, the website for you, and that will all be there.
2: Yeah, I'd like to talk about one more thing, Robin, if we can get it in. Yeah. So I'm in the process of writing our new cyber bullying statute. And what it says right now it says making any comment, request, suggestion, or proposal that is obscene with the intent to offend. So the way it is written now, police departments and prosecutors will not take a case, especially when a kid messages on numerous occasions for another kid to go kill themselves. So I just got a frantic mom this morning and says that, what do I do? That's not a crime in Illinois, believe it or not. Wow. So what I want to add is making any comment, request, request, suggestion, or proposal that is obscene. Because right now when he said obscene, if there's no sexual connotation, it's not cyberbullying. So I want to add obscene when tend to offend, comma, terrorize, comma, alarm and disturb, comma, terrorize as well, that's (laughs) cyberbullying. So I propose this and, and I'm working with a fantastic, Fantastic, Illinois state rep. His name is uh, Maurice West. And he took it because he's got daughters. The ACLU is stopping it. Won't let me do it because they don't want to criminalize this behavior. And I'm like, where? what, what are you talking about? I just gave you seven other states that had no challenges constitutionally. So we have to protect the rights of children who are doing this. I was like, what about the rights of the kids who are killing themselves as a result of these kids telling them to kill themselves? It makes no sense to me. Mm -hmm. So what I need to have done is I need your audience to go to ilga.gov, ilga.gov. And on the left side of the website, all I need you to do is put in H. B, House Bill HB 1112, 1112, House Bill 1112. And I need them to do a witness slip to be a proponent of this bill to make it illegal for kids to tell other kids to go kill themselves because our kids are dying wow and our kids are doing it. But the ACLU is stopping us. And so I have to find a way and I'm going to find a way uh, to get them over to our side. So if I get enough parents even to see when it's going to go into committee and to testify, because numerous parents have lost their kids. Numerous parents have had kids suffer emotional distress as a result of this. They don't want to go to school because of it, and they don't want to make it illegal, and I just don't get it.
1: Well, and I think this is eye-opening for a lot of parents, right? I mean, I think a lot of parents are, are just probably shocked right now.
2: Yeah, and you would think that it would be illegal, but it's not. Yeah. And I've given them, like, Michigan has a fantastic harassment over the computer Case law, and I gave them as an example. I gave them California's. I gave them Florida's, and they just—they don't care.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's so hard to comprehend, you know. And parents have so much fear. I think they just avoid it altogether.
2: You would just take for granted that something like that is illegal until it happens to your kid, right? Yeah, and then they get the cruel, hard news that sorry, can't do anything about it. Right. I'm trying to stop that.
0: Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you do. We certainly appreciate it. And I know you're doing more work. You were telling us early before we started recording more work and helping the world to be a safer and better place.
2: Yeah, we, uh, we I came up with a way on how to stop school shootings. And uh, that's taken the, the country by storm. Uh, basically, 75% of the school shooters over the last 20 years had posted online or told someone online about what they want to do before they do it. And then we capitalize on that and stop them before the shooting start just based on, on that message.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's close it up. We have three questions for you, sir. You can answer one, two, or all three. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Number one, tell us one of your funny parenting stories. Now this could be from you as a parent, or this could be you as a child and a story about your parents. Number two, what TV family or movie you would want to be a part of and why? And then number three, what does successful parenting mean to you?
2: So I have two boys very proud of them. They were high level soccer players all their lives. They had great scholarships in, in college And yeah, they're I'm about good to be a kids. grandpa this weekend uh-huh. My really? first grandchild, yeah My my Ooh. Anthony and Hannah um, My Anthony's a firefighter paramedic In uh, Lyle Woodridge And he's also a SWAT medic And my younger one is uh, my 22-year-old Who just graduated college He's a police officer in Payless Park Okay, oh. So my younger one was more of a gamer Than my older one So he was into RuneScape And Roblox and Minecraft All that stuff So as, as you can imagine Imagine my stuff was locked down, right? I monitored everything. (laughs) So my wife called uh, while I was at work on afternoon shift, and it was about 7 o'clock at night. And she's calling me. and She can't even keep it together. She's laughing so hard. I'm like, what happened? She's like, Dominic is running through the house crying and screaming. I was like, what's he crying about? He all of a sudden jumps off the computer and said, I said shit. I said shit. (laughs) I said shit. Dad's going to kill me. I said shit. (laughs) (laughs) So... I come home. I say, Dominic, where are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, Dad.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so yeah,
2: so I'll never forget that one. Yeah, um, yeah. So, what movie? What family movie? Um, I don't know. I, I just. Um, I love watching Chicago PD. I would love to consult on a movie set just to give them some real life stuff that really happens with predators and the things that we've observed and seen and, and things like that. That that would be fun for me. Good, good,
0: good. Well Thank you. Thank you so much. Please tell your lovely wife hello.
2: I will. Yeah. Nana's. I thought Amazon came to my house a lot before with our little Francesco. Uh, I I don't know what we're going (laughs) to (laughs) do.
0: Well, thank you so much. Thank you, listeners.
1: Yes, um, thank you. This was this was helpful. I know a lot of parents will find this
0: helpful.
2: Yes. Great. Absolutely. And like I said, they can go to BeSureConsulting.com. Uh they can look they can Google my name and see all the videos that are out there that schools have put up on their websites. Um if they want to bring me to their school, just go ahead and go to my website and fill out a contact form.
1: Excellent. Thank you. Well, thank you.
2: All right, guys. Take care.
1: Okay. Thank you. Take care.
2: Sure. Bye bye.
0: Bye. Bye, Jackie. Bye, Robin. Have a good day. You too. Thank you for joining us. And make sure to subscribe and like us to catch our next episode, where we will take you on a journey to find new ways of successful parenting.